Blog Talk Radio. Okay, welcome to this week's podcast. This is podcast of love. It's for Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is coming up on Wednesday. Um, I think that's just a, that's such a beautiful day for lovers, and I'm pretty sure they more than likely celebrate their love more than just one time a year. But anyway, they they set aside a special day for them to celebrate, just to give them their own day, Valentine's Day, February 14th. But if you're alone on Valentine's Day, um, that day can be kind of annoying to you, so you can hate. That's why I titled this podcast, What I Love. Well, what I love about sports, I should have put what I love or hate about sports. And so on the other side of this song, I will tell you what I love and or what I hate, and Zach will do the same. And we are getting ready to get started with that right now. This is a song for love, so if you're if you're in love, this is for you. Hey, if that's a question of my love, you got it. Baby, don't worry, I got plans for you. Yeah, baby, I've been making plans. Oh, love, baby, I've been making plans for you. What's up, everybody? What's going on? We are here, myself and Zach Ford. Zach, you making plans for Wednesday? I know you take take hey, um, things square away, right? Don't please, mm-hmm. Will. Don't don't uh-huh. don't don't judge me. And don't fire me. But give me February fifteenth. Side chicken, side dude day. Okay. I fear you. I fear you. I understand. <laughs> Trust the boy. I'm with you all on that one. Because I gonna fall on the hey, wind. Y'all get paid to that Thursday. You know I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. I'm, I'm making it up, but <laughs> nah, dog. Trust me, your boy is with you, shoot, man. Um, yeah, because I get paid that Wednesday, so you know what I'm saying. Anyway, <laughs> I mean that Thursday and Valentine's fall on that Wednesday. But anyway, we are here. We gonna definitely do uh, what I love. What we what do we love about right. sport? Um, shout out to Danielle Kelly and Mike Walker. Y'all take care of y'all business. We understand. Me and Zach gonna hold this down. We got his act right. Like, no, hold no, down. All right. man. <laughs> Since last time we were on, we there've been some pretty interesting sporting events. I wanted to start off with a, that quarterback signing that happened out in San Francisco. Zach Groflo got one hundred thirty-five million dollars, seven years. Um, he only started seven games, although he is seven and zero, and he won that. And San Francisco won their last five games last season. Seven wins, Zach, $135 million. That's almost $20 million per win. What is your thoughts about that contract for Mr. Garofalo? Now, I'm about to talk on both sides of my mouth. From the player perspective, get your money, get your money, get your money. I ain't mad at him, okay? Hey, somebody thought he was worth it. You know, from a, if I was an owner, though, I'd be like, hell no. Like you said, seven games? I just can't see it. But, again, I guess we should be pro player, so get your money, man. Uh, I ain't wow. mad at him for getting his money. I'm definitely not mad at that. But if Kirk Cousins is the darling of this uh, for the quarterbacks in this free agent period, um, he's only won 26 games. Actually, he's 26-30-1 and one in mm-hmm. the 62 games, that 60, yeah, the 61 games that he started. So, wait, wait that's 67. Okay, the 67 games that he started. So, if you go by that math of twenty million per win, Kirk Cousins will get a half a billion dollar contract. <laughs> I mean, for real. I mean, it, it's an insane amount of money they're paying um, that they're giving quarterbacks nowadays. Even our team back home in the three hundred five is, is they gave your boy ninety million dollars and he ain't even yeah, quarterback. Yeah, but now his contract is looking like a, like a um, looking like a, like I read an article. His contract is looking like a bargain now. Yeah, but then again, you know he's not. All that anyway, but his contract looks like a bargain compared to the Giraffalos and the Staffords. 
Well, Stafford's better, and Garoppolo's going to be better. So that, I don't, I really don't have a problem with that. Let me ask you in okay. in, in regards to the Dolphins, real quick. Uh, do we bring? I'm going back to calling him a number wide receiver, seventeen back at quarterback, or do we draft one um, in the upcoming 2018 NFL draft? Matt, God, uh, you know what? I, who who was it say you always got to draft a quarterback? Or was it somebody I read? Was it? Um, yeah, it had to be an offensive coordinator somewhere. Right, right. So you always got to draft a quarterback, okay? Mm-hmm. And I guess right now the evil we know versus evil we don't know. Mm. Uh, golly. And he was making it seem like he's making some progress. But now, nah, you know what? Draft me a quarterback for the simple reason. Man, I already know I'm getting with him. What's eight and eight? Eight and eight? Eight and eight? Exactly. Okay, so let me get a quarterback. I'm tired of eight and eight, okay? That's right. I'm tired of eight and, and eight. And Carson Wentz has. Carson Wentz and, and Jared Goff has shown if, if the guys turn out to be legit good players that can turn a franchise around, you take that opportunity yep. and you draft that quarterback that can change. Because um, wide receiver 17 just hasn't done it. He hasn't – I mean, he's made improvement, but as far as being a difference maker at the position, that's not him. And speaking of someone that should be trying to be – that will be a difference maker or was a difference maker for his first couple of seasons before he has he's had all these injuries, he's got a new head coach at the – um, the pre the, the New England offense coordinator said, uh, yeah, but uh, that's okay. I changed my mind. So now Frank Wright, yep. uh, the Super Bowl winning uh, off quarterbacks coach for the Philadelphia Eagles, will now be the head coach in Indianapolis. So what is your thoughts about that, Zach? Hey, check this out. They say he's supposed to be some sort of quarterback guru, so maybe he can work right. with you know uh, Mike. Even though Mike doesn't like the man, <laughs> the quarterback mm-hmm. out there in Indy. He might do some things, and then you draft the right players and put around. When you already have a franchise quarterback, that's that's like what fifty percent right there. You gotta have that quarterback, okay? You gotta have a franchise quarterback. That's that's what it all boils down to. So, really, I think Frank Wright going there is if anybody that thinks that name sounds familiar, this man's been a part of two unbelievable comebacks in college football, one in college football and one in the NFL. He did it against the Houston Oilers um, in the '92 playoffs with the Buffalo Bills, and he did it against. I hate to say it, but against my University of Miami, Miami. when they were up 31 to nothing in the Orange Bowl, and he came in and he led his team to a historic comeback, and they beat the Hurricanes that day. So this guy is – that's what he's he's known for, and he's worked with Peyton. He's worked with Peyton Manning. He's worked with um, – I think they said um, – what's the guy out in the Los Angeles Chargers? Phillip Rivers. So he's worked with some pre – and then, yeah, and Carson Wentz. So he's pretty much done what he needed to do. All right, let's transition to another sport that was a big thing at the trade deadline. Your boy is back home. Everybody is so happy. That is the main thing that happened during that trade deadline. And, I mean, I, I couldn't be more excited to get him back, not just so much what he can – his production. I know he's past his prime, but I'm just happy to throw him back in the fans are too. And he's happy to be back. Here we go. I'm thrilled and I'm excited, um, you know, for to be back here, for this opportunity to be with this young team, and to see what we can do. They haven't seen this many fans arrive early all season long. It's because of Dwayne Wade. He is beloved down here in Miami. That magic moment. Wade for three. On that boy is back home. He only had three points in his debut Friday night, um, but the place was rocking. He got an unbelievable standing ovation for a good long while. Wow! 
Um, he came into the game. He did not start. Tyler Johnson did um, start and Josh Richardson. But this is this is a move that will help Miami uh, in the playoffs, in the playoffs only, because Wade's experience will be able to uh, help these young people. Miami plays hard. They play hard defensively. Um, I, I don't know, Zach. I'm not a, I'm not big on the moves Cleveland made, but I'm going to get your thoughts about uh, anything from the NBA trade deadline and also the Miami Heat. Well, you know, because I'm not a – I like LeBron as a player. I'll never deny that. I love LeBron and his talent, but I'm not a Cleveland fan. I'm a Miami fan. So I'm only going by listening to his interviews and other people, other quote-unquote experts' words that they he, – he's, according to him, they got more athletic. I don't know if that transi- how that transitions to basketball. You know, does that make you better? I don't know. They got more – they're more focused right now, and, you know, he's just going – he's going to do his thing, right? I'm like, okay. And, you know, I guess – Against Boston on what yesterday, day before yesterday, they showed out. Mm-hmm. They showed up and showed out. We ran in just one game, and well, like you say, in the seven game series. But then again, in my mind, there's no way he was going to let Kyrie beat him anyway. No matter what, he refused to. You know, he could lose anybody else, but he refused to let Kyrie beat him. And interesting, Kyrie, he just oh, yeah, that's true. Somebody, but- Go ahead. You're right. The, the, the symbolism, um, you know, the, I don't think he has the kind of uh, visceral that he has for Kyrie with the Miami Heat. It's, it's been years removed. Um, some of us have let it go. I'm still Team Petty. I don't want to see him win anything. So um, I would love – I hope we meet him in the playoffs this year, and I, st- and I stay with what I said at the beginning of the year, the Miami Heat will beat the Cleveland Cavaliers in the playoffs. I, just, I actually said Miami will represent the Eastern Conference. And now with Dwayne back and being able to guide these young people, Bam Alabayo and right. Hassan Whiteside, if they keep playing the way they play together, they're going to be a force inside that no team can match up with because those are two big athletic guys. No, they're not Boogie Cousins and Anthony Davis, but they are right. pretty darn athletic. They're pretty darn athletic, and no team in the Eastern Conference has anything close to that. If you're telling me Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love, get out of here. Get out of here. I'll, I'll, I'll cream the boards um, against those two guys. Miami cream the boards against yeah, them cool. two. And then, yeah, Boston has nothing. I don't care if they did pick up Greg Monroe. He looked slow as a turtle yesterday. Did you see the game? Yeah, yeah of course. And I, I was wondering the same thing. I, so now I understand, you know what, people be like, why they cut him? Why they cut him? Somebody somewhere, quote, unquote, knows what they're doing. Oh, they cutting for exactly, and that's the reason. Okay, it shows. Yeah, he looked he looked extremely slow yesterday. So, but I, like I said, this is my take on what Cleveland did. Nice moves for them. Great kudos. Just in case former number six decides to move on, this is great moves right. for them. Um, for the for the um immediate future and thereafter. But as far as this year goes. Athleticism and all that's good, but in the playoffs, experience counts. They only picked up one guy on that team that has vast playoff experience, and that's George Hill. George Hill is a steady right. player, but if you're telling me George Hill is better than Kyrie Irving or he's going to be able to check Kyrie Irving, you're delusional. Um, if you're telling me that George <laughs> Hill, if the Cavs make it out of the uh, Eastern side, that he's going to be able to stay, stay with Steph Curry? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, if you think if you and he may be able to stay with Kyle Lowry, I think John Wall is better than him. Right. I think even the Dragon Goran Drogic will give him problems. Like I said, that nice moves for Cleveland to become younger and athletic. And using the older guys as scapegoats was really weak by the GM doing his interview yesterday. I thought that was really really lame, really lame. Right. Because at first it was when he, when you signed all these guys, it was oh we got all this champion championship and playoff experience, so. This will help us come to playoff run. But you struggle, and it's, oh, well, we were just coasting until we got to the playoffs. 
Which one is it? Did you want the playoff right. experience, or did you want these guys to break their neck during the regular season? What's your thoughts? No, my thing is, let me ask you this. It's kind of a subject. How, I mean, if I, I'm from IT. How do you feel? Because, it, it, and they obviously, like you said, the GM over in Boston, he he got rid of IT, and he was like, man, please, you can have him. So he got the better end of that deal. And then here come Cleveland, like, dang, we made this mistake, so we got to get rid of him. I wonder why Magic decided you have a young point guard, and you, I mean, I don't think I'd have traded for him because he's not, a, to me, a franchise. It's player. that expiring. It's that expiring contract. That's all. Oh, that's yeah, that's what true. Magic wanted. Yeah, it was just an expiring contract. If I'm IT, I'd be salty towards Cleveland. I'd be. I wouldn't be so much salty at Boston because. You chose to play. I, that's what I don't understand in the the dialogue that he's been having. But right. he, that even after his sister passed away, he played. You chose to play. They didn't put a gun to your head. You know what I'm saying? So you right. chose to play because you thought you were being loyal to the organization. So you can't be mad after the fact. You can't be mad after the fact. I mean, come on. Get with it. And plus, and, and with the situation in Cleveland, yeah, of course, they blamed all that mess on you. They blamed it all on oh, you. Yeah. They said, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. You got to, and, and, and that's really the place where you should be salty against. You should be salty against Cleveland, and you should be salty against the, uh, LeBron, um, Dana Altman, and and um, uh, the the owner. You should be salty <laughs> against them because see, they feel like you couldn't play with this guy. First, right. it was a great swap. When they, I, I remember, I remember when this happened remember, over yeah. the summer. Talking about the stats were the some, same, all that good stuff. That's right. It was a it was an even swap, and I told everybody you're delusional. Kyrie Irving cannot. I mean, um, Isaiah Thomas is over close to Kyrie Irving. It, it's not even close. But everybody told me no, no, no. It is. I said okay. You're gonna find out. You're gonna see. It's not. It's not the same. Kyrie Irving is a dribbling machine, and he finishes well. Right. Isaiah Thomas exactly. is not that type of guy. So, but I kudos to yesterday. They look good with Rodney Hood. Um, who I right. didn't realize was averaging during their 17 points when he was with uh, Me, and yeah, Utah. Yeah, you know what? Same here. I was like, whoa. I was like, for real? But then, you know, I guess that's what you watch teams that I don't watch. Uh, you know, I, I won't know about them. So that was crazy. And shooting 36, 37% from three, uh, Jordan Clarkson. Okay, nice player. He was nice when he was in L.A. Um, L.A., yep. L.A. L.A. got a guy that came in at – Better than him this year, so his minutes got cut down. Larry Dance Jr. really, to me, is the upside out of this whole situation because, yeah. hello, his father played like there, Larry and Dance they Jr. still, re- yeah, and they still reside yeah. in Northeast Ohio. So this is a that was a big come up for him to be able to go home. But as far as basketball, eh, he's all right. Yeah, none of these moves <laughs> made me say that the Cleveland Cavaliers are now going to challenge the Golden State Warriors. And I'm I'm disagreeing with everything on Fix Sports, uh, the show with Skip right. and Shannon, and um, on the four letter with all this, especially those two win bad, especially those two um, guys that are basically the self proclaimed king subjects of uh, the win right. bag, Winhurst, and Broussard and his kiss up ass. But anyway, they tell they'll tell anybody on their shows that. Oh, basically, this just put Cleveland in the front runner in the East. I don't see that. You know, yeah, yeah, I don't see that either. They, 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 you know, I don't know. Probably someone pays them to say that. They, they do get paid to say stuff like that. They, yeah, they definitely, definitely delusional. Yeah, you can't come up. Yeah, smoking that good stuff. You got your boy, you got the ball talent people, the two best players on the same team. It's not like the three previous years when former six got to Northeast Ohio. These these guys right. are on the same team, two best players. They're they're against each other and they don't even guard each other. You cannot tell me George Hill can guard Kyrie Irving, and there's nobody on Boston's team that can guard LeBron. So it's going to come down right. to who can who can outscore who. 
and yesterday <laughs> was that day for Cleveland. That's all it was. Right. But neither one of these teams, I can promise you, want to play the Miami Heat in a in a semifinal round before going on to the next round because that that will be their dog fight. The Heat will give you a dog fight. They're yeah, going to play hard. Right. Yeah, the Heat are going to play hard, and they're going to give you they're going to give you maximum effort. And if you don't, if you're not overly talented in the Heat, you're going to be in a dog fight. And neither right. Boston nor Cleveland are overly talented than the Miami Heat. Yes, they have one player apiece that is better than anything Miami has on their roster. But team collective-wise, I don't see it. I just don't. And they, and I just don't. Do Raiders back to go ahead and give them a, uh, a guiding hand, a little motivation, you know, even though sometimes I look at the players, they're like, man, they bring back this old dude. Man, nah, he's not come take my spot. But they told them straight up, yeah, you're not starting. At least you're probably not starting right now. Yeah, so but they, one, you know, they, all those guys were happy. They were, they had smiles from ear to ear when they heard he was coming back. And, you know, Whiteside had to be happy because, like he said, D-Wade throw them lobs. <laughs> That's what Whiteside right. said. So he should be extremely happy. But anyway, let's get to this. So we move on. Okay, that's going to go just simply the best this week. Over the weekend, that goes to Anthony Davis, the New Orleans, Pel- the New Orleans, Orleans Pelicans. Um, he had 44 points and 17 boards on Saturday. Davis must like playing on Saturday night. This this is something interesting mm-hmm. I noticed about him. Um, he's, okay, he's definitely one of the, he's definitely the most skilled big man in the association, point blank period. I got that. But the Pelicans have played 10 Saturday night games, and he's played in nine. He's averaging 29 points per game and 11 boards on games played on Saturday. That's just just – Unbelievable for me. That's three points better than his point per game average and one board better. So Davis must like Saturdays. Anyway, he might be he might grow up in Adventist like us, Zach. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Luke Luke Bay, the University University of North Carolina Tar Heel forward, thirty three point seventeen boards in the Tar Heels win over rival NC State. Right. And Marcus Derrickson, twenty two points and twenty two and eighteen in the Hoyas eighty three eighty win over Seton Hall Pirates. Congratulations to Patrick Ewing. Um he still looks a little odd to me. Um mm-hmm. on the sidelines. Um just just seem a little out of place, but hopefully um, this will give him an opportunity to, to, I guess you could say, submit his place in the coaching. Maybe it is on the college rank because God knows the association people wouldn't give him a shot for nothing. But they just refuse to. Will, I, like you said, mm-hmm. I look at him on the sidelines, and I kind of, I mean, I hate to be this. I'm a Patrick Green fan, you know, but I don't know. Like you said, he looked odd. So my thing was his command, his urge, his presence. I kind of get it why he didn't get hired as an NBA coach. Man, sorry <laughs> to say that. I kind of get I it. You know, I'm sorry. It just, I don't know. Maybe I don't know his basketball mind, uh, true indeed. Okay, but just looking mm-hmm. at his presence and everything, and, and that to me that plays a little, you know, at least a little bit of, you know, if I thought that way, imagine players looking at him like, what? Huh? He does. He so looks very out of place. Do. Yeah, he right. looks out of place. He looks. It just looks awkward. It really looks awkward. But anyway, I want to do this. This is Black History Month, and we did this for a while. African American pioneer in sports. And this, excuse me, this is about my Miami Dolphins, but this is about a guy that I actually met, Mr. Lawrence Chapman Little, a.k.a. Larry Little, big number 66 for my Miami Dolphins, a two-time Super Bowl champion. He was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1993, attended Bethune-Cookman College, 
in Daytona Beach, and he attended Miami Booker T. Washington. Mr. Larry Little is one of my favorite people, one of my favorite Miami Dolphins of all time, not just because of his play on the field. He was outstanding there. He's definitely one of the better guards in not only Miami Dolphins history, but in NFL history. It's his work that he did in the inner city, in the hood. He came back. He gave. Um, Larry Little and Nat Moore were prominent. They were pre-present. Um, in the hood, when I was growing up, um, you, it was nothing to see those guys. Of course, you wouldn't see the other Dolphins, but Larry Little and that more, it was nothing to see those guys at any point um, in the hood or in, in one of the rougher areas in Miami. So kudos to Mr. Larry Little, and this is Will Take On Sports, African-American pioneer, um, Mr. Larry Little. Anything, Zach? Uh, yeah, but, but you know what? I really, when you say, I was hoping you'd go there, but the um... – and you know what? And I, I apologize to you and everyone else listening for, for being unprepared. But I want to uh, shout out: it's a black Olympic speed skater. And you know, growing up, speed skate or skating, ice skating, and African American do not go. At least for me, I hate to be that way. Didn't go together. Mm-hmm. Now I totally forgot the dudes, the guys' name. So again, I apologize. But I want to be like, dang, you know. There's several black athletes in the Winter Olympics, there. and I was like, "Whoa, okay, that's what's up." So Shady Davis, Mister Shady Davis, Davis. he was snubbed. That's it. Thank you. Man, he was snubbed from being a flag bearer, and he wasn't very right. happy about it. And he boycotted the um, he boycotted the opening cere- ceremony and walking in with his teammates. And for all of those on social media that I read, said he's ungrateful. He's not patriotic. That is what this great land of ours provides him the opportunity to do. If it's protest and it was peaceful, it wasn't violent, he just said he wasn't going to be a part of it. It's the same thing with Colin Kaepernick. Jack, did you get a chance to uh, catch that ES, that four-letter network's um, Dear Black Athlete special they had on yesterday? I did not. No, I did not. Very interesting conversation about Mr. Colin Kaepernick and his uh, stance. Um, again, I'm black, and my whole thing about Colin Kaepernick was I just wanted to see football, but I respect the brother to make his stance, and because not only that, he did it peacefully. For all those unpatriotic remarks that come from first the commander-in-chief and then his minions that voted for him, and right. I will say this because I don't work for the four-letter, word, four-letter network, and this is what got Jamil Hill in trouble, was simply the fact that you're racist, point right. blank, period. It's nothing else. It's no other way to shape it. You know, if a man silently protests, you have a problem with it. I don't understand that. He, that's his God, that's his right as an American to protest. It was done peacefully. He wasn't out there ranting and raving, and he was protesting basically police brutality against people of color. He ain't going to do Black Lives Matter. You made it about Black Lives Matter. You in the right. media. You, you, you over, you're on the other side of the aisle that want to – that don't want to hear black that that tell black people to be grateful because you got it better than you had it back in the day. <laughs> what is your thought hey, about that? Oh hmm. man, come on, we, we we getting a little political, but you are right. It's like you know we used to give you the scraps, or be careful with the more scraps we give you. Put it like that. That's all it is. Hmm. You're still hmm. getting scraps. You just don't realize we're just getting a little bit more, and so you should be happy with that. So you're right. You don't want to. You want the funniest things that happen. Yeah, you know, one of the funniest things that happened during this little thing, and, and I, I realized, well, I, I already knew how white people perceive you. I, I already knew that. But one of the things that was funny to me, somebody said something about, you know, the incident that happened, you know, at my former job or whatever, and then the things I was doing as far as 94.1. And they said, well, you should, you should at least continue doing it to be grateful that he gave you the opportunity. I said, first of all, it was nothing that was done that was I was paid for. 
It was done out of my right. own will and my own time. And on top of that, as far as him looking out for me, how? How did he look out for me? He just gave me the platform and the opportunity. I took advantage of it, and that's all that is. But as far as being grateful, I love it when white people say that to you. You should be grateful. Whoa, hold up. Because what? You gave me scraps? <laughs> yep. You gave me scraps? I'm supposed to be grateful. You, the dude gave me one minute, one minute a day to say to, to come up with a with a sports report, which was no not an issue, but to tell me I was ungrateful and I did it on my own free free will, my own free time, and I'm ungrateful. Right. I'm like I'm like uh, uh, D. L. Hewley with what he said, but he he used more vulgar language. The hell with you then, the hell with you tomorrow, and the hell with you forever. Basically, that's the way you look at it. I'm serious. That's, it's it's amazing. And even in the in the dear black athlete. You know, Colin Kaepernick, like I said, I'm black, and I didn't think that was an appropriate place to do the protest, but I respect his right as an American to do it. He didn't do it. Uh, he didn't do it violently. He did it peacefully, and it was maybe for a couple of seconds. And I agree with Kobe. Kobe said, shoot, he would take the fine, and he would do it. What do you think about Kobe's comments? Yeah, no, hey, I, you know, I, and I'm not the biggest Kobe fan, but I support Kobe on that, okay? And I was shocked. I was really, really shocked, you know, and because Kobe is a cultured dude, so I, that's you know he grew up privileged and cultured, so for him to say that that was awesome. I respect him. I you know he gave a little bit more respect for me, okay. I yeah, I think he dropped dimes on people, but you know <laughs> that's me to hear. Hey, hey, you know how that go. Hey, what's funny about the Kobe situation to me is uh. It this has to do with Kobe, but Jamil Hill was, you know, she's not on this, the 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 four letter six thing, right? Uh, the, the the show the six with the uh, with the light skinned dude, um, right? What's his name? Michael I know Smith. You're the first, I yeah, Michael, yeah. And yeah he, Michael they, Smith. They made a good tandem, good team. They did, well, but see, so. she 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 had she was too outspoken about Trump, and so right. I'm not going to. I think they forced her hand because she said, well, it gives her a chance to go back to doing print and be more opinionated, so she's working on the undefeated, which is who basically uh, was the ones that really uh, produced um, that uh, Dear Black Athlete segment they had on Four Letters. Right. So, kudos to her for taking the stand and saying, look, I don't care what you're paying me. I have an opinion. That dude's a jerk, and he makes it known how he feels about black people. And, he, and right. to me, Zay, if you have an administration or let's say you have an administration or a job, you have an administrational job. No black people in charge. What does that tell you? What should that tell the black people that are underneath uh, the black people in the country or the black people at a company since there's no black folk in charge? None. There's no more white folk in charge. What should that tell you? What, what would that tell you as a black man? Again, that's that. Be grateful and be happy. Know your, know your place, basically. Know your place. Know your place. That's all to it. Know your place. I can't understand place. how. You know what I can't understand is when people have they they know that's what the situation is, but yet and behold, they want to be in Mister Charlie's face and kissing his butt. I don't understand oh. that. I just don't understand it. You know what? You know what the dime is. You know Mister Charlie don't care nothing about you. He don't care nothing about you. You just you just a field hand Negro that's doing the job that that he wants you to do. He paying you just enough. Think that's something. But if you look, you know that kind of remember, you remember the, the movie Life with Eddie Murphy yes. and um uh, and remember the one guard, the one dude that's in, the brother that's in charge of the prison. Yes, sir, man. That's, that's, that's him. That's him. That's him. That's what I'm saying. That's that's what that's that's. If you can't see past that and understand. Right. 
me personally, maybe it may have caused me some relationships or maybe a job over the years, but I ain't, I'm, I'm not going to be Mr. Charlie's friend. Mr. Charlie showed me how he is. All I need Mr. Charlie to do is sign that check and let me stay employed. And if he don't need me to be employed there no more, I'll go find another job. I'm not going to break your rules. I'm not going to come in here and be no militant. But at the same time, you and I ain't friends. We ain't friends. We ain't partners. We ain't nothing. We, we, we just, I'm just a coworker. I mean, I'm just an employee of, of your company. I'll be gracious and say hello. <laughs> but as far as, hey, Mr. Charlie, how you doing? I'm, let, me, right. let me walk beside you, Mr. Charlie. <laughs> well, uh-huh. Now, let me ask you this. I, I've got, mm-hmm. I got to wave a little bit. Did you see the – and I know how you feel about women's sports. But mm-hmm. the Cheryl Swoops thing was very interesting. I, I, I really, I, you know, I was late at night watching it. I watched they did a special on Cheryl Swoop. You know mm-hmm. how she, you know, and 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 it, and, 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 and you know, believe it or not, I guess because I'm not the biggest WNBA fan, it's just this year I realized the comics are no longer in existence. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. stupid. I know that's crazy. And I was like, wow, these people did have the first two or three WNBA championships, and they no no longer even have a team. And that's crazy. Well, that's because Les Alexander, who was the owner at that time, was not making money. See, did you see the, the WNBA is uh, – it reminds me so much of real life. You know, the NBA is not real to me because you get billionaires mm-hmm. out that come out of nowhere, and they'll, they'll buy a bad team. You get a t- you got guys fighting to buy a dog on the Sacramento um, Kings, That's and they, they, they haven't been good since Mike Bibby, Bobby Divac, and uh, Chris Webber were there. So you know, they're right. not irrelevant, but you but in the WNBA, there's no there's no such people stepping up. There's no there's nobody out there trying to trying to make sure that the ladies leave stay stay afloat, but a couple of people that care, and that's mostly the right. people that's in the lesbian and the gay community. It's not right. even in the black community because because most most black right. people don't even know no the WNBA exists unless they're <laughs> a hardcore. No, this is that they're a hardcore sports fan, actual casual sports fan. Name five teams in the WNBA and that's see true. and see how that works out. They couldn't even I name agree. you five players in the WNBA. <laughs> Man, you know, I try to think. Griner. Hell, I watch the WNBA at times and probably can't. That's messed up. You're right. That's what I'm saying. So the WNBA is non-relevant, and the only reason why they're still afloat and they haven't folded is because the NBA wants to keep them um, – uh, it, it wants to keep the league permanent. It wants to keep the league. Right. Um, they, these girls do go overseas and play in Russia and all those other places. So they do have a place back home. And plus, see, they're not losing much money because they only pay. They had a, a interview with one of the young ladies, and she right. said, "Well, I made as a first round pick, I made sixty thousand. A guy that's going to the NBA, same level, he gets four million dollars. Well, one yep. WNBA doesn't generate that type of money. Sorry, right? Doesn't. So you're not going to get paid that kind of money. And the other thing is, is just simply. And I keep saying this, and I know women don't like it. It's just not sexy and appealing to watch. I'm sorry. Have y'all seen Serena's body? No, <laughs> no Serena came back. I couldn't. I didn't. I, didn't I know she came TV. back. Yeah, she played in the Fed Cup. You're right. I, 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 of course. That's what I'm saying. I didn't want yeah. her to TV. That body. Uh-huh. Yes. That's that's nothing in the WNBA. That's not. That's going to make me stop and go. Ooh. Nothing. There's right. nothing in the W. Skylar, Skylar Diggs. Skylar Diggs is cute, but she's so muscular. She likes a dude. And yeah, I know oh, Serena yeah, looks yeah, muscular I, I too, you. but but Serena. Whew. Yeah, he's lying, but look at here. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So it's not. It's not sexy. And it's not appealing. And I'm sorry for those of you that think that sex is tough. Look, 
I'm sorry. Yeah, but that's the real that's the cold hardcore reality. A man will watch gymnastics before he watch the WNBA. I watch speed yeah. skating before I watch the WNBA. Yeah, well, you know, I love and I love me some and I'm not volleyball, you know, watching the Brazilian team, whatever. Oh, that beach <laughs> that beach volleyball? Oh, come on, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I'm just trying to say even in sex the sale. All right, Zach, before we get out of here, um, this podcast is loosely loosely uh, dedicated to Valentine's Day. Um, again, things I love or things you love about sports or hate about sports. I'm going to give you my things I love about sports. Um, I love them all Miami teams, all of them. No matter what, win, lose, or draw, I'm with my boys. I'm with all my Miami teams. Um, I love YouTube, that the guys who uh, upload those condensed versions of games. I love that. That is the great. That's the best thing for a guy like me who don't want to sit there and watch all these games to get an opinion. That's the greatest mm-hmm. thing. I love it. Um, I love the playoffs. Not that sham they have with the college football association coaches thing with the four teams. Not that fraud. But the playoffs in the association, the league, uh, major league playoffs, all those. That, those are the things I love about sports. Um, your turn. What do you love about sports? You, you know what? We we we're talking about you know love, right? Believe it or not, mm-hmm. as much as sports can divide us, it does bring us together. I mean, I was talking about you know my hurricane, my hurricanes, and mm-hmm. it's a group now. I go to the sports the sports bar watch hurricanes, mm-hmm. and believe it or not, it's eighty five percent Caucasians. And man, mm-hmm. it's amazing how they embrace me. They like, I mean, they sending me messages. Come on, we, we're here, or we're getting to go over here. Okay, so just to love how sports can, believe it or not, bring us together. And I, I'm, I'm being so serious with that, about that. And I get there. Uh, the first time I went, I'm like, let me just go check it out. And it was like, now, at first it was Mac because I don't drink. You're, what? What are you drinking? It's on me. It's on me. But, you know, I love some chicken wings. I ain't no front. So I ate well. Right. I mean, I ate. And I didn't pay. And not that I didn't have the money. I didn't pay a dime. It was like, no, That's how they do you. on me. Okay? <laughs> That's and how they do like, you. It's cool. So I just love the fact how sports as much as it can divide us, it definitely can bring us together. And I just go with that, you know, because you took away the Miami teams, but I love how sports, believe it or not, can unite us. In some shape, or okay. it really can. All right. That's cool. I'm going to give you what I now, the things I hate about sports. Um, <laughs> this is real talk. Most of the shows on the four-letter, uh, the Fixed Sports Network, um, that misplaced network with Dan Patrick and all them people. Only thing I like on there is Barclays Premier League. But anyway, those things I can do without. I, I can do especially the four letter with all that garbage. I think they got like nine NFL shows. Just saying. Yeah. Um, I hate college presidents who still lie. And the, by by lying, I'm saying this: they still use the classroom and exams as a reason why we have no real playoff for the Power Five schools. It should be eight teams. It should be NCAA. Um, regulated and sanctioned. It should not have to be um, – they have to go outside of the thing, and they can still incorporate the bowls. The bowls can still be in the um, semifinal round, but make the quarterfinals a home – a home. A, the top four teams get a home game. They can do that. Why they don't do it, I do not know. But I, I don't like the college presidents when they lie about, okay, well, it's about exams and classroom, because if that's the case, you wouldn't have one for baseball and basketball, and then the, the lower the lower level teams wouldn't play one also. But right. only the Power Five don't play, and that's because it's all about the money. And these are the teams I just hate. I hate the Jets. I hate the Knicks. And I hate not giving a damn. Them little Irish people. I don't like them. So those are things <laughs> I hate in sports. <laughs> uh, well, I, I saw my support you there. Where, well, I hate, the, like you say, the hypocrisy or the um, the jokers, but you know, like when they come to college athletes, they're paying them or because I got some money. And I, I, 
No, I don't get it. Okay, where the, the dumbness in it, the, the, just the stupidity. A kid gets perfect example. Todd Gurley, he gets suspended for selling his own his his jersey now, which you gave me. Yes. But I can't do nothing yes. with it. Okay. Can't do nothing. But you're gonna make. But you're you're gonna make millions of it. He got a little two yeah. three hundred dollars. That's it. He didn't make yeah. no. You know. And he gets in trouble. Yeah. So that kills me. Oh, stuff like that. You go back. You go back to the the, the five five Chris Webber looking at seeing I'm making all this money and he's struggling. He couldn't. They making millions of dollars off of jersey numbers that he wore. And um, not only that, he was getting. They were getting hate mail about not representing Michigan the correct way. But yet and behold, the school still the school was still raking in money. The Ohio State kids, right. um, the Suckeyes with um, Terrell Pryor in that group because they wanted tattoos. They you know, they sold their game-worn jerseys and things of that nature. Right. I even go to the two kids from Miami the last couple of uh, – two seasons ago, AQM, Alakwee Muhammad, and uh, Jermaine Grace for – man, offer me – listen, if somebody offers me something for free, it's very rarely I'm going to try to see the angle behind it. I'm so sorry. Right. I, I, you know what I'm saying? That's just the, real, the reality of the situation. You know, if you offer me something for free and you don't mind – you know, you basically give me props because, oh wow, you're, I'm a University of Miami football player. Okay, here's this for you. Why should he turn it down? Watch any benefit you know, from that. Speaking with someone that knows um, Cam Newton's dad, now yes, I'm saying that he because like the eighty thousand he took. He said, man, what they gave this man eighty thousand dollars, and basically this was my son to attend this school. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, so you know what. Yeah, I, I think you know you giving me eighty thousand. I'm, I'm taking it too. So, but either way it goes, the hypocrisy you making billions, okay? Because these billion dollar TV contracts with sports, and I, I get in trouble for taking you know what equates to you know I don't know. Of course, no, you know, I'm with you. Can. Yeah, I'm totally with you. This this total hypocrisy of the coaches making all this money. But Dax, since last time we won, we tried to get. Um, there, there was this big national signing day thing. That is huge. Um, Four letter made it a huge thing. They did this, this six hour marathon of coverage, and this is how I feel about it. The second dumbest thing, to, well, the third dumbest thing to watch on TV that's sports related, as far as I'm concerned, to watch uh, high school kids make their college selection. It just doesn't work for will. I'm just saying. And right. the first dumbest thing that's sports related to watch on TV is the draft. I don't care whether it's the league or the association, whether it's the NFL or the NBA. I mean, just to sit there and watch, that is dumb. And then the combine. I don't know who in the world would want to watch somebody run the 40. You know what I'm saying? And if, if, if I mean, to sit there and watch all that, you know, it's, it's just better. you got to have better things to do with your life than the combine especially. You know, I can, I can see being interested maybe in what the kids that maybe your school is targeting going to do, like I was with the right. AH4, the American Heritage 4. And I turned it off. I'm like, okay, well, no need for me to watch nothing else. But I knew a guy right. told me he watched that entire thing. I'm like what? Like, you need a yo yo age need a life. You need a life. Right. <laughs> yeah, like like I said, she does a coach with well, of course they were only interested in where their kids were going and but like the local kids like you said, after that, you know, it's not that important to them. They just want to make sure right. where their kids go, got their kid get their kids in the school. Mhm. And stuff like that. So yeah. what do you think about sign what do you think about signing day and this this the hats in front, guys fake like they gonna put on one school's hat, then they whip it across the room and then pull up the hat they want to wear, or they bring a prop and have the actual hat of the school they attend and uh, want to attend. What is nah, your thoughts you know about what? that? Unfortunately, you know what? I guess let the kids. You know, I thought about what Mike said and stuff like that. Let the kids get their little shine. Let let them get their little shine for now. You know, unfortunately, reality is gonna set in for a lot of them. 
when you get there and you realize you were the man in high school, but now you're playing with the big boys. And, you know, like I said, because it's only the top, what, they say top 1%, 1.5%, you're going to go in there and start right away and take a spot. So get your little shine, but reality sets in quick when you set on campus. Let them get their little shine, um, man. Yeah, okay. I don't have no problems with it, but as far as I'm with you kids walking in off the street or walking in straight out of high school and thinking they're going to just come on uh, a college campus and and, and uh, do what they did in, in high school in Hoss. Right. Very tough to do. That's why everybody that's got their hopes in the Williams kid that's coming out of uh, Gwinnett County up here. Perfect going to example. Miami Remember when I told you um, this guy said it best. Perfect example, Jason Eason. Remember he was supposed to be the mm-hmm. number one quarterback or this, 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 yeah. and this coming out of whatever. Yeah. But people said they didn't realize this, the kid, he played in what, I guess, in Miami, what, what amounted to like, uh, yeah. what's the lowest league in Florida? I mean, okay. Probably class 1A. Against, yeah, probably class right, right. 1A. Yeah. Probably class 1A, okay, versus the mm-hmm. the, the, the Northwesterns or the St. Thomas Aquinas, kids like that. Okay, so it's easy. If, if, for example, it's like me playing against elementary school, play, you know, playing tackle football, and here I go playing against these elementary school playing running back. Of course, I'm going to take – I'm going to look like an all-star. But when, now when I get to go play against guys, my son, if I play a true player, man, please. So, you know, that's where the recruiting is trying to like, you know, like you say, reality sets in. Nah, buddy, now you're playing with athletes. You know, the D-lineman running a 4-5. The versus in high school, <laughs> where everybody, right. maybe one or two guys run a four five, and they 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 the star. Yeah, it's not a. I can tell you, it's not an exact science. Uh, recruiting is, but it is what it is. Um, like I said, it doesn't do anything for me. I don't do recruiting, but for those who do it, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay off for you today. Because I had something <laughs> else I was gonna say, but I'm gonna lay off right. and be kind. And just say, okay, well, that's your thing. It just doesn't work for me. And then I, I want to say this to all the young men um, that signed their, their letter of intent to whatever school. Good luck. Best of luck to you. Stay prayed hey, up. You know what I want to say do to young men, Will? And everything. Keep your hands mm-hmm. to yourself. Stop. Keep your hands Please to do. yourself. Please do. And, if, and, it, and even if you do keep your hands to yourself, I don't like to check out make sure she ain't crazy. You know what I'm saying? If she coming on too strong, it's a possibility she's crazy. It's a, it's a good possibility. That's the reason why she's trying to hook on to you. You know what I'm saying? So be be weary of of the, the pitfalls of um, being popular. Uh, that's right. what I want to say. My friend, that's the show today. Hey, want to thank no you doubt. for your time. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. It's a pleasure. See you next All week. All right, I want I serve right. next week. I want to let everybody know. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at WWS underscore Sports Show. Um, you can definitely get. Um, information about the podcast any up any new events or anything like that coming up there on twitter and instagram also working on putting the app on google play and well we're already on itunes and we're already on TuneIn. but i'm trying to get my own app so you can just have it you ain't got to type in nothing you just have it and boom you can go ahead and just listen to all podcast episodes so working on that but they like it like everything else like everything else in life it costs money nothing <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, that is free. But anyway, that's Black History Month to all to everyone out there that's celebrating it. You know, next week I'll come again with another um, African American pioneer in sports. But this today it right. was Larry Little, number six six for the Miami Dolphins. All right, Zach. Anything before we close? No, that's it, man. Like I said, man. I, I'm just happy to see black athletes at the Winter Olympics. There you go. Shawnee Davis representing. 
Say a right. prayer for somebody because prayer does right. what? Change things, dog. Change things all day, every day. Be easy, folks. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. It's the bird.